world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Dobbenmeyer. Let's do it all three of them, right? Okay, cool. So I'll call one of them. You guys can share a phone. Hey, sorry, talking talking to a couple guys who busted into my million-dollar studio this morning. And, uh, uh, boy, it just kind of threw me for a loop there because I, I got two chairs I was going to have them as guests, but uh, I'll get to that in a second. So you're going to hear from them, but you're not going to. Hey, Spencer, Jonathan, whoever's behind that, what number do they call? to get into the queue that we don't see who they are. Can you, hear me? you guys listen over there? One of you dial this number. What number is it, John? Yeah, what number do they join that they can, that I can talk to them and we don't see who they are? They'll fit, they'll, you, if you go on my website, guys, I think. Pardon me? No, no. What number do they call? And then the number is two okay, five. He says he's got it. Okay, he says he's got it. Okay. Hey, okay. folks. Sorry, I'm so distracted here, um, because I. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. I got my. Uh, I, was I right or what? Huh? Two years ago, huh? Hillary for prison. Was I right? Mm-hmm. Equal justice tour. Was I right? Have, I, have we been right about a lot of stuff? Right? As they say, a conspiracy theory is a conspiracy theory till it becomes true. Right? So I'm, I'm dressed in kind of an orange here today. Got my cross visor on. Uh, got my cro- whatever, whatever. And uh, I got to calm down here. Now I'm re- re- recalculating here in my brain. Uh, I'm going to say something that you guys are going to think is kind of crazy. But I just got I got I got to be honest with you today. Um, before I got up, I woke up this morning. I hope this doesn't gross anybody out or sound private. Okay, don't want it to sound like that. Uh, about 4.30, maybe quarter five, I woke up this morning. And uh, you know how it is when you wake up, you kind of cuddle with your, with your spouse. You know, so we do that regularly. And uh, I said, Dad, go on. Just come over here and let me really hug you. I mean, let me really hug you. And she, got, she rolled over and we embraced each other. And I'm telling you, we must have laid there for 10 minutes. And her chest against my chest, her heart beating against my heart. My goodness, what therapy that was. Now, I feel bad because some of you say, boy, I'd love to have that with, with my spouse. I know, I know. But that, that's the magic. We're one heartbeat. Michelle and I are one heartbeat. And uh, I could I could lay there. I just could lay there all day and just just held her. I could, it's, it's a, you know. The Lord says we become one. The two become one, doesn't it? That's what the Bible says. The two of us become one. And I'm telling you, there was such a oneness. Not a se- in a sexual way. We didn't have sex. Just held her. She held me. Wow, what energy there was there. I, oh, my goodness. Wow, 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 wow. So my day, got off to, my day got off to a pretty good start. huh? And some of you out there that are struggling with your spouse, Maybe you need to get in bed and just hold each other for a while, huh? Because that person that you married ain't your enemy. <laughs> no matter how much you guys are, are fighting with each other and pushing back against each other and kicking each other, that ain't your enemy. That's your rib, dude. Huh? Amen. That's you. The two have become one. And if the two of you in a marriage can't restore that oneness, how are we going to impact the world? Boom. I, look, I, I'm not Pollyannic, meaning... Uh, a naive. I <laughs> I understand 40 years of, I get it. I get it, man. I get it. But uh, man, I, I couldn't tell today whether it was her heart beating or mine. 
You know, you're picking me up. I'm thinking, I'm going to keep hanging on to her because maybe get rid of that AFib. <laughs> maybe her heart will, will get inside me and get that AFib fib straightened out, right? Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, okay, listen, I'm going to Myra pray us in. I'm going to have Joe. Um, we're going to do communion this morning. So get yourself some elements for, the, for communion. And then I got a couple. Here's what's going on. I'll explain to you. Uh, now, I got to be careful what I say. You're, going to, you're not going to miss the guests coming up. It, it involves spiritual warfare, actually out in the field, spiritual warfare. So hang in there with me. Myra, go ahead and pray us in, and Joe, uh, let's, let's take the elements. Yes, Coach, good morning. Um, the reading today will be from Revelation 3, 17 through 20. That is Revelation 3, 17 through 20. Got it up there for me. Let me see. I got to get to my right panel here. Revelation 3, 17 through 20. Is it on the screen? Help me out here. I'm all over the place here this morning, Jonathan. Is the screen up okay? Uh, okay, I, I'm seeing the whole thing. I'm, I'm seeing 15 people across here. What do, I, what do I need to click on to see? Just work. Anyway, I can't see the scripture if it's up on the screen. I can't see it, John. Help me out. Go ahead, Myra. Is okay. the scripture up on the screen? Is the scripture on the screen? Because I don't see it. Okay. There it is. Good. John, you're the man. Okay, Myra, go ahead. I will do so. It is written, because thou says, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. And you, we are really wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked, but we think we all got it all together. That's what he just said, right? We think we got it all together. We got plenty of money. We got a nice house. Our mortgage is paid off. Our car's paid off. We got a big camper. We can go to Florida. And we think we th- we don't know we're we don't know we're miserable, poor, blind, and naked. We don't get it. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, Ooh. that thou mayest be rich in white raiment that thou mayst be crowed, and that, that the shame of that nakedness do not appear. And anoint, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, and that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be jealous, therefore, and repent. Well, as many as I love, the Lord actually rebukes and chastens, huh? So sometimes it's not the devil. Gotcha. Go ahead. Yes. Behold, I stand at the door. If any man hear my voice and open the door. He stands there and knocks, doesn't he? Doesn't he stand at the door? Is he just standing there or is he knocking? Yes. I will come in to him and I will sup with him. And he with me. Amen. Amen. Pretty clear. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle. And we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, and joy on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Myra. Amen, amen, amen. That's pretty. That's I'm miserable, wretched, poor, blind, and naked. That's me. That'd be me. I think I got it all together, but I don't. I don't, right? And he's standing at the door, and he's knocking, saying, dude, let me in. Will you let me in? Will you let me in? The Lord's standing at the door of America knocking, saying, come on, man, let me back in there, will you? And if we would do that, he's going to come in, he's going to sit down with us, going to sup, and it's, wow. Joe, let's, let's, let's do the elements here, brother. Morning, Coach. Um, Morning. Yeah, if we could go to Romans 10. 4 to 13 first. Romans 10, 4 through 13. Go for it. There it is. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. 
For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness, righteousness no, which... Moses, Moses said, if you follow these laws, you'll be righteous. That's what Moses said. Go ahead, Joe. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh of this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The Lord is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. If if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let me stop right there a minute, Joe. Folks, you don't have to walk an aisle and say a prayer despite what Billy Graham told you. Go ahead. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the the Jew and the Greek. For what? The no, 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 no. Huh? Go ahead. For the same Lord over us all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hmm. Joe, are you telling me that in the eyes of the Lord, the Jew is no more special than the Greek? That the Jew is no more special than the Presbyterian? Is that what it's saying, Joe? I think we're all sinners, Coach. And that if we confess the Lord as our Savior, we can all switch from that state to be under his salvation. Even those who even those who call themselves Jews. Would that be would that be true? Yes, sir. Would it be safe to say that Jews who do not know Jesus are not saved? Would that be safe to say, Joe? Well, they're not saved under this one, are they? No. Okay. Just trying to clarify some things out there, right? God bless the Jews. Amen. If they don't receive Jesus, they aren't saved. They're not part of the family. Sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Well, uh, now if we could go to 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. First, I'll say a a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for moving us into the New Testament, a new covenant. No longer with the laws as the path, but with the salvation of our Lord, the Lord Jesus Jesus Christ has provided for us, that he was the icebreaker, breaking through that ice to let us see, let us have access to that light that was shining that we could not have reached on our own, Lord. And we ask you to forgive us our sins and transgressions and bring us cleansed unto your sight and that you let us sit as we are told where we can sit with you at your right hand as a part of the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, far above these challenges that we face here on the earth. And let us take this communion from there. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after the same manner, also he took the cup, which he had supped, saying, This is the cup in the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye think of it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Amen. So let it be written.
So let it be done. Man, man, praise the Lord. Okay, listen, listen. Going to dig in here, okay? I've got with me today. They're not going to be on screen for some uh, for an understanding that you. Uh, I, God, I got so much. Lord, just help us here, Lord. Uh, Luke and Landon are joining us this, this morning, and Luke and Landon are from Russ Dizdar's team, and uh, had, had a great. They spent the, they spent the night here last night. Had a great conversation with them. Uh, still doing uh, work out into the, out in the field. Well, what does that mean? Well, what does that mean to be doing work out in the field? And it, you know, as, as you guys all know, uh, Russ Dizdar was very much associated with and concerned about child trafficking, um, child molestation, networks of pedophilia. So when you hear people say that they're out in the field, you're out in the field. So I'm, I'm, I asked Luke and Landon to. They're here, and they're going to. So, folks, here's the good news. Russ Dizdar's team is alive and well in many, many different ways. And so those of us who knew Russ and loved Russ and wonder what's going on, and gee, many crime, and we love Tom Dunn and all that. Tom Dunn, they're all still associated, yada, yada, yada. But there's a transition that's been going on behind the scenes to recollect and regather uh, Russ's team. And Luke and Landon have been the guys that have been doing it. So, hey, guys, are you, can, are you up there? Can you hear me? Got to unmute yourself. Are they in here? Michelle, somebody help me up there. I feel like I'm talking to myself. There we go. Yeah, there, there we go. There they go. There they go. Okay, stay right there. Okay, folks, hang on real quick. I got to say this before I get it. The silver and gold window is about to close. <laughs> it's about to close. I'm, t- I'm just telling you. I'm just giving you fair warning. It's about to close. And when you buy gold and silver, you don't buy something you invest. It's gold and silver is better than an investment in the stock market. I just had to get that out of me. Okay, uh, Luke or Landon, floor is yours, guys. What what the heck's going on? Come on in. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, actually, um, Mr. Hagman was kind enough tomorrow. Um, we'll be on uh, with Doug kind of launching. Um, yeah, today is Friday. So that would be Monday. Hang on a minute. That would be Monday. Russ was working closely with Doug Hagman. A lot of people don't know that. And so that relationship kind of, uh, I don't want to say broke up, but when, when Russ passed, it was a void there. And you guys have kind of stepped into that void. So go, go ahead. We may, yeah, hey guys, I mean, we may have a little bit of. We may have a little bit of delay. I don't mean to talk over you, okay? It's a little bit of a computer delay down here, so I apologize. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, truly, we really never stopped. Um, you know, we just kind of kept on rolling. Obviously, um, you know, it was a shock for all of us, right? Um, we feel like we we lost him too soon and had, had lots of work, lots of work to do. Um, but thankfully, a testament to testament to what the Lord did and Russ bringing us together. I mean, our, our team's never been, never been tighter and we kept on moving, uh, had a lot of stuff to, as you can imagine, to, you know, figure out and restructure, uh, as, as time went. So we are officially, you know, relaunching on Monday. Uh, I'll be on, uh, with Doug and, and, and we're going to kind of officially, Relaunch is shatter ops. Just had to restructure some stuff. Um, good thing is, is we were able to keep all the content and uh, Russ's website still up. Um, shatter gonna, the darkness is alive and well. Shatter the darkness is alive and well. Yep, it is. Um, and we were able to keep all that thanks to Jared and all his work that he's done um, with us there. And and we're we're relaunching and and uh, just happy to be right in the fight and continue to doing the, doing the Lord's work. So um, thanks for, thanks for having us on. Um, obviously mm-hmm. coach, we, we always enjoy you and uh, you know, the network of people that we have is, is pretty unbelievable. And just even the conversations that we had last night, just about, we have so many people um, we need to, we need to get on the same page and, and start moving and marching forward for sure. So, uh, uh, so Landon, what I said last night and uh, the discussion I had with you, with you and you and Luke last night, or Luke and Landon, which I have, I don't, you know, I know who you are. Anyway, uh, our our discussion last night centered around 
<clears throat> what are we going to do? We all know what the problems are, folks. You can stick your head out any window. It could be the family. It could be the schools. It could be the government. It could be I'm Hollywood. It could be, I mean, it could be a million different things. And as a result, we're all like whack-a-mole. We're all popping our head out of the window getting whacked. That problem needs taken care of. Now Pastor Bill's arrested. The FBI's coming after us. Yada, 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 yada. And as a result, we ain't got no plan. We got no plan. And uh, uh, the old football coach in me says, uh, there's a game plan, baby. I got the game plan written down. And when we go into the game, I'm looking at my game plan, make sure that we execute our game plan. But we're, 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 we're striking at so many different directions that we're not getting anything accomplished because we're not on the same page. We don't, we're, not, we're not in a huddle. We don't have a game plan that we can all advance. And if I were to ask everybody right now, what's the most important issue that we have to deal with? There'll be 15 different responses, all of them valid, but we can't do 15 things. Paul said this one thing I do, this one thing I do. We have to do one thing at a time, or maybe two things at a time, or maybe even three things at a time. But we have got to begin to, because uh, Landon made this point last night, which I thought was really, really good, man. <clears throat> we look around. I don't have to speak for you, Landon. We, we look around and we see all this stuff coming. What are we going to do when it hits? Have you guys thought about that? Say, I see it coming. I see it coming. I see it coming. Boom. Now what? And the truth is we ain't got no plan. Anyway, Luke, Landon, either one of you, come on in, man. Yeah, yeah. Come Landon in here. Um, you know, I, I was actually on with Mr. Hagman last Monday, and and we were chatting about this exact thing that part of part of what the the enemy has done to keep the the church complacent is that he's kept us distracted by things that are outside of our sphere of influence. And um, <clears throat> as these things hit, we are all uniquely placed as as pawns on the Lord's chessboard, and uh, we we got to be able to step in. And do the focus on the things where we can actually affect change. You know, it, let, let, let's say you live in the middle of Nebraska and a, and a nuclear bomb goes off in New York City. Well, you, you're still in Nebraska. You, 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 you know, so you're going to have to deal with with the social fallout in Nebraska. You, you don't need to be overly concerned with what's going on in New York because yeah. the Lord has put you in Nebraska to help stay stable, to deal with your family. And uh, and to be a leader in Christ during what are going to be tumultuous times. So, so, so the point you're making, point you're making, Landon, they can drop a nuclear bomb on Washington D.C. and it will affect Nebraska, but Nebraska can't really affect Washington D.C. What do you there in Nebraska need to do when that happens? And that's where we have no plan. Correct. Keep going, man. We're listening. And, and Coach, this is Luke. I mean, we were just, you know, as we were chatting it up last night, just the thought of, you know, the problem is the church has never had a plan. We, we, we've we never collectively had a plan. Um, and, and we see, you know, times changing. There's a lot of stuff that we don't like. Um, we need to have contingent plans on, you know, they don't have to be a list of a thousand things to do, but we need to realistically look at what is – the possibilities and say, okay, what are we going to do if this happens or this happens or this happens? Um, you know, there's not endless scenarios, but I mean, we could, we could put out a handful of scenarios and say, okay, what is going to be our plan? What's going to be our move if, if these things happen? Um, because it's not, it's not going to be good enough, Luke, just to sit around and say, daggone, I knew that was going to happen. Your communications are cut, right? You don't have cell phone service. You don't have internet. It's that gone. I knew that was going to happen. And then we have no plan to move forward. And, and you know, as, as the, uh, I would say if you ask your average Christian who's awake right now, do, do you kind of think the, the country's under judgment? And they would probably say, yeah. And you say, okay, cool. Are you repenting? And uh, they say, yeah, I am. I'm repentant. And uh, OK, cool. Well, the country's still under judgment. 
So, you know, the rocks didn't stop falling in Sodom and Gomorrah until everything was burned up. So, you know, it's, if the country's under judgment, that's cool. Um, be ready to respond and rebuild and be the light. You know, we, we mm. talked last night about how when the Roman Empire fell, the world was plunged into the dark ages. It was a horrible place to be. But there years, were always Christians. There were always Christians and they were always sharing the gospel and sharing the good news. So that's we have to be ready to catch whatever the Lord has for us to do where we are. So how do we come up with a plan, Landon? Luke, how, what what do we what do we need to do? And and again, we have to understand this all plans are local. They're all local, friends. And so we've been working really hard to get the salt and light brigades going up. And some of you are working hard trying to get salt and light brigades going on. Listen, we don't understand the urgency of it. If everything goes to pot, here's the truth. Clay, you're probably on your own. Chad, you're probably on your own. Jeremy, you're probably on your own. Or... Have you done anything to prepare when that happens? See, that's the purpose of the Salt and Light Brigades, to get people together that when it happens, you're ready for it. You're prepared to strike quickly to re-advance the kingdom of God. It looks on me like I'm frozen up. Are you guys still hearing me out there? Looks like it's frozen up. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't care if everybody else is frozen. Uh, I just want to make sure I get it. So again, that's that's where Landon and Luke are saying, and I'm saying, we're, we've dropped the ball, man. We don't have a plan. Now I could, I could, for instance, Luke and Landon and Russ and their crew, and uh, they're about child trafficking and rescued children, yada yada, and that is all well and good. It's great, but that really, folks, if all hell breaks loose. That's going to become a secondary issue, isn't it, Luke? Isn't that going to become a secondary issue at that point? I mean, yeah. it's still on the. Yeah, I mean, it's still important, but that's not a survival thing. That's not a survival. That's what's the word? That's ancillary to it, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, if we really think about it, it's like we see now. Hey, we need to we need to gather. We need to try to affect change. You know, obviously from a local standpoint to start with, but man, we need to be doing that all along. Like we're put here to affect change. That's what Christians are called to do is be the salt and the light, right? And actually get yeah. in our communities and affect change um, at a minimum for the generations behind us. Like, I mean, it is urgent because this is what we're here to do. Like our our lane and what we do is not for everyone. Um, you know, just like I don't do what you do, but you were called to do it. And Everyone is called to do something, and it is affect change. It's just a matter of, you know, find where you're going to fit in. And you're right. It, it absolutely 100% needs to start local because that's mm. where you're going to be and how you're going to affect change. Yeah, and we well, also – Go ahead. Okay. I was going to also say, you know, we um, we have to acknowledge that there there really is only one – positive change agent on the earth and that is the church of jesus christ and the and as the true believing church he works through us to do execute his will and that's the only good thing that that can sustain um the hearts and souls of men and through trials and tribulations so we, we also, and we see it all the time you know, there's this kind of epidemic of the de the de-churched um, because there's so many people have been hurt by by problems in the visible church. And that's okay, but when those times come, we still have to be networked locally as the body of Christ because that really is our fallback. You know, when they when they were burning the Christians in Rome, the church was still networked behind the scenes and helping each other stay alive through those times. Amen. So, 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 uh, Luke, Landon, Betty, Julie, Myra, Reggie, all of you out there, what are you guys going to do if they come and haul me off and arrest me? Do you have a plan what you're going to do? Do you have a plan the if they come? No. no, no, there isn't a plan, is there? 
And so we so they just did it to Pastor Bill, and I'm and now I'm trying to put together a plan. See, we should be ahead of it because the reality of it is this kind of thing is going to like Dave. Dave. So when they come and arrest me, there ought to be a plan that immediately goes into play. Immediately. We don't have that, do we? It's not just me. Why they arrest Clay? We're going to post your bond. (laughs) That's going to post my bond. I said we're going to post your bond. Yeah, yeah. We we have no plan. They're not letting the J6ers bond out. That's right. And so they're picking us off one at a time, right? Now we see this happening, right? Do we have a plan? Is there a plan? Not just me. Is there a plan when they come and snatch uh, Chad? Is there a plan? Now, Chad has a Texas Assault and Light Brigade. Hey, Chad, does the Texas Assault and Light Brigade have a plan if they come and snatch you? I bet the answer is no. You with me? Get folks with me out there? I think the answer is probably no. We don't. We don't have a plan. And so we need, we need to... Again, the old football coach in me, right? If they do this, we do this. If they do that, we do this. And we don't, we don't, we don't have that. We wait to see what they do, and then we try to scurry and react. Because a man without a plan is always at the mercy of the man with the plan, and we don't have one. They do. Yeah, coach, we don't. Uh- Coach, this is Landon. It, the, there was one thing, and I, I was not special operations, but I did work with a lot of guys who were um, in different capacities. And one of the things they always told me is that um, what made them so different from the big army versus the, the special forces was that um, in SF, you're, you're taught to have a bag of capabilities ready to go. And uh, you can you got to be ready to reconfigure, apply in any circumstance so that you win. And uh, big army is more about having the big plan and going in and taking over and then retreating and regathering and doing it again. And so in times of uh, trial and chaos, uh, our approach is probably going to look a little more SF and a little less big army. So we should all be asking ourselves locally, what is our bag of tricks, our bag of capabilities that we have ready to go? You know, I've got some food stores that last me 12 days. I've got, you know, water in the tank i've got you know bibles in the shelf i've got my 12 people i can call on my on my list or that i can i got bikes when there's no power you know these are the bags of tricks i'm ready to go so i can sustain and rebuild uh we need to know what we have locally in an sf mindset let me let me throw another one out there and then we got a bunch of folks who want to get in here and i want to hear from you uh how about this do we have and see this, I feel so bad because I have dropped the ball on this, right? Imagine they had arrested Pastor Bill Dunphy and had put him in jail. They had locked him in jail. And they said, uh, uh, $50,000 bond. So I got to come on here the next day and try to raise 10%. I got to try to raise $5,000. It's going to take me a week to raise $5,000 to get Pastor Bill out of jail. How stupid is that? Why do we not already have a fund ready for that? Folks, it's coming. Instead, he'll languish in jail 10 days till I can get 5,000 people out of everybody so we can bail him out. You see where I'm going with it? I'm not, I don't mean to make it about Pastor Bill. Luckily, he's not in jail. But I can't believe that we sit here right now, that I sit here right now, after all that I've been doing in this ministry for 20 years, and I don't have a legal defense fund. I don't have one. That is so irresponsible. Because how are they going to attack us? We see it legally. Mel was in jail. Mel was in jail. Uh, um, my brain went dead. Paxton was in jail. Did we have immediately have the money to go get him out? No, we didn't. No, no, we didn't have that. So then I got to come on and beg and beg and beg. So make you, can everybody get $10? What, what the hell is wrong with us? Because the Bible says that a wise man sees evil coming and plans. Mm. But you know what? <laughs> uh, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And we love money and comfort more than we prepare for emergencies. 
Come on in, Mel. Hey, listen, folks out there, a lot of people got to have 25 minutes left. Tell us your story, a story, not your life story. Go ahead, Mel. Thanks. So, Luke and Landon, you talk about um, a network and, you know, Coach, you're talking about doing things. And, you know, as you guys know, the Liberty Action Network came together to bring silos together, these specialized groups that are doing great work um, to assemble together to be a hub for Team Jesus, where doers connect, turning ideas into action. So um, part of the roles that we have are spiritual warfare, reclaim the land and rebuild. And we've been talking about rebuilding too. So um, you had mentioned that the positive agent is the church. So, um, you know, we've been talking about defense, but, you know, as we develop, we should get into an offensive post too. So um, I just wanted to mention that to you. I want to invite you to be a part of that. Um, You know, as the special forces, it's going to be that group of people that are creating the plans, having the big plan for the infantry, having the small plan for the special forces. I'm I'm with you, Mel. We can't talk about it. We got to do it. Somebody said to me the other day, don't anybody take this wrong. Somebody says, Coach, where's the Christian revolution? Don't they have money? I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say because we formed it a year ago to have the money for situations like this. What's going on with us here, folks? What's going on with our team, Julie? Good morning, Coach. Um, great show. Okay, you know you were talking about people doing their thing. Okay, you're a coach. You've got players. Each player has a designed job to do. And I feel like you know, us as a team, we're um, working down in Perry County. And there's about 12 of us. We're growing. And each person in that group has assigned job but now you really made me think now we need to like um look about you know having a bag compared to having this yeah, listen, listen. i'm tired of meetings i'm tired of talking we have no organized plan and the devil is eating our lunch reggie come on in boom thanks coach i don't know about everybody else but i know for over 25 years the Lord's been counseling me. When I met Dennis over 20 years ago, he, he can testify to this. I was putting things away. The Lord puts on my heart, a spirit puts on my heart, what I've been preparing for. And I didn't know when and how and what's going to happen. And none of us do. But if we're listening, he's counseling us. One of the things that the Lord showed me years ago is I emerged out of a dream looking at a bunch of, it was a church, but it was in rubble. It was rubble. I was standing at the front of the church, inside the church. And I'm like, what has just happened? It looked like the world was devastated. People started coming out from under beams and uh, drywall and pews. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening. But later he showed me that I've been, one of the things I have been collecting and Dennis goes, "Do do you have enough? I'm like Bibles, because it doesn't matter how much food we have. The word of God is what's going to get us through this. And there's going to be people that are going to be searching. So if we're listening, we're preparing our own homes, but not just for us, for whoever God is bringing. Look, here's the truth. How do I say this in a really nice way? We have to individually prepare, but we have to prepare collectively. And we have not prepared collectively. Paul Goslin. Uh, yeah, me and uh, Mike in Maine, uh, we figured that, like you, we were just going to get so big that they couldn't take us down. Coach, you're way too big for them just to take you down. I, you know, and you know, the Lord provides what, you know, I've been through the board of several times, always the same issue, advocating for patients. I never had help the first time. For whatever reason, some guy walks into my office and hands me $10,000 for my lawyer, another doctor. Um, I I, I think networking, you know, talk to Pam, talk to uh, some of the bigwigs. You know enough of them. You're going to be, we're going to be fine, coach. The Lord will provide. I I agree, but we got to have a plan. We got to have a plan. So let's network. Let's find out. Uh, Ohio Brett is a genius for crying out loud. You don't think he's going to let you rot in prison with all your grandchildren, do you? <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Hey, Ohio Brett's got his hand up. Go ahead, Brett. 
hey, first of all, I'm not a genius. I'm just one player on this team. I'm excited to be one strong safety on Coach Dave's past assault ministries. I'm also excited to be one of the founders of the Christian Revolution. You brought it up. All that money's been spent. We've just went to 50 freaking states building small teams. They don't care. We had Tom Renz on a video call, and we got two people on. Tom Renz just brought a billion-dollar lawfare attack on the evil, was on InfoWars with Alex Jones. And if it wasn't for the Christian Revolution, at the very beginning, uh, over a year ago, to give him 20,000 freaking bucks four straight months in a row, he would be nowhere. He needed it then. We got it to him. We've been sounding the alarm. People don't want to give. But they'll give 14 bucks a month to Netflix. They'll go buy Ohio State sweatshirts. They don't want to give. And we do have a plan in place. <clears throat> There's no urgency. There's no urgency, folks. I'm, I'm, I mean, there is. Amen. Hey, Brett, that wasn't a shot across the bow at you. Gene, come on in. Yes. Coach Dave, I'm so glad you were bringing this up. I have been telling my church people, my Ministers that I know around me, we've got to get prepared. And they said, well, God's in control, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. he's in control, but he only works through us. And I have a yeah. friend now that's been in and out of jail because of some driving mishap, but I'm not I, too much to explain. And our judges are so unjust. All the yeah. man said was, they says. Well, you obstructed a police officer. And all he did was ask the police officer some questions. And he just didn't do exactly what the police officer said. And the judge was irate and just said, well, I'm tired of hearing all this stuff. And he put him in jail, an 81-year-old man. Yeah. (laughs) I, I care for a lot. And I believe what he believes, that we need to have justice. And the judge Amen. wouldn't hear it. The judge wouldn't right. hear it. And hey, but listen, as much as we man, might like to uh, believe so, they're not. They're not going to give up power. <laughs> no, and they're, and they're, they Gino, they're not about justice, Gino. They're not about justice. They're about power. They don't care. Really. They don't care. They don't care. Um, uh, Dennis, come on in, and then I want to get Luke and Landon back in there. Go ahead, Dennis. John Dislin's book, Nehemiah Strong, is literally like the um, checklist for exactly what yeah. you're talking about. It goes through about, you know, getting committees in your local area to show up if, you know, law enforcement shows up. So you have an instantaneous response force and et cetera. It, it's a valuable resource. I suggest you check it out. Hey Amen. I, I, I couldn't, couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. Landon or Luke? Come on in. Yeah, no, I don't, uh, yeah. Even just kudos to what Dislin put together. Yeah, I mean it's it's more of a manual than than a book, and it does have a lot of great things and a, a lot of great tools uh, for certain situations. Um, but getting back to what we were talking about last night, you know, can we not put together a few simple things that <laughs> every Christian in America can get behind and do? It doesn't have to be extensive. Like, what are we doing? How can we come together? Even with the group of connections that we have with people who have shows and all that, can we not put together a few things and say, all right, let's get behind this. You're a Christian in America. This is what we're doing. Get on board. Amen. And, and, you know, I spent a lot of, I was landing here. I spent a lot of time overseas. And and one of the things I realized is that we here in the States, we, we get kind of caught up in first world problems and don't really understand what hardship is, can, can be about. Um, And one of the things that is one of the greatest unifiers is uh, the persecution of the church. And um, we're not really in real persecution just yet. Um, And what's, what we need to do sometimes is not get all, you know, in the doldrums because we're unhappy that our previous life is gone, um, but rather be excited about catching what the Lord is doing in the world around us. So if we are in an environment of judgment, then we need to be as the church ready to catch and redeem what the Lord is doing as he works through us. And so as these bricks fall, um, we're ready to catch it and see the upside of what's happening here, because what the persecution will do is it unifies the church that people stop 
worrying about, hey, you know, how do you do church and rather about who do you serve? And um, that is going to be an opportunity for unification. So we need to step into that and be ready to catch it. Okay, so folks, crack in the wall, crack in the wall. Hey, Jonathan, real quickly, uh, pull up Tulsi Gabbard. I want you guys to see something. There are cracks in the wall everywhere we look. And it goes back again. I started, I talked, spoke the other day about uh, uh, Kanye, right? It's a crack in the wall. It's a, folks, it's a crack in the wall, right? A black man speaking against the murder of black children is a crack in the wall. If, we, if you can't see that, I don't know what to tell you. Hey, Jonathan, scroll ahead a little bit to the, I think it says the five-minute five minute mark. This is, we can put it, you can watch this later. This is Jesse Waters speaking to Tulsi Gabbard, who just left the Democratic Party. Say, oh, well, coach, it's all politics. Yada, 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 yada. She's advancing her own agenda, trying to get her. Hey, she may be vice president of the United States. You better watch. You better watch. Go to the five-minute mark. When you think of hard, and I want you to look. And they are. I, I want you to look. Who what are she says using you the same right imperative there. pro-war talking points that the Democratic Party is using and not doing their job in raising important questions about how our taxpayer dollars are being used and what are the costs and consequences to the American people for these war hawks who are leading us into World War III? You spoke recently about something, uh, maybe it had something to do with your move away from the Democratic Party. I want to play some of that for the audience and you can explain. What happens in our society when we have people in the highest positions of power who deny the existence of objective truth. What happens is then there is no such thing as truth. There is no such thing as reality. Truth becomes whatever the people in power at any given moment want it to be. Tell us a little bit about that. Wow. You know, we, we have so many of these concerns. This issue I was talking about was, was Title IX and the fact that the, the so-called woke leaders of the Democratic Party deny the truth of a biological difference between men and women, which is obviously a huge issue in and of itself. But the underlying one is even more concerning, which is when we have people in power who deny that there is such a thing as truth, then there are no boundaries to how far they will go. The truth becomes whatever they want it to be on any given day. And they have, as you talked about earlier, they have the power of the law and law enforcement entities that they are weaponizing and politicizing against those who refuse to comply with whatever their edict is of the day. And that is a dangerous thing for a, any democracy. It's a dangerous road when you look back at history where that's exactly. been done. And we did know this a Bingo! Bingo! Should I read into anything? Put that in the chat. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, Coach, uh, I can't stress enough about how the John Burr Society has been on this since 1958. You don't have to join the John Burr Society to get their emails and listen to what they've been telling us for years. They had the New World Order and all these things under control, you know, at least watching them. Uh, I, I mean, I could go on, but I can't. my brain doesn't work that fast anymore. But you don't have to join the John Burr Society to get their emails and to, to hear what they have to say about, you know, the Bilderbergers and all these other things. They've been on top of that for years. Yeah, but Mike, Mike, listen, I, I agree with you. They don't have a damn thing to do with whether or not they're teaching homosexuality to my children in Mount Vernon, Ohio, and got nothing to do with it. It just verifies the truth that this crap is out there and it's been going on, and we have to do something about it, and we have to do it locally. Locally. That's what we have to do. And we're not, we don't get it. We still don't get it. We think, we think when we get Republicans in office, everything's going to get right. You know, you know, that's what we think, right? We, we, you know that, right? Oh, it's going to be a big red wave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've had red waves before. Look where the hell we are. Roger. Yeah. They do have local chapters. Robert Owen in Delaware said he would come over here to Mount Vernon to meet the church in the garage. Cool. I meet with the church in the garage. Yeah. We can use their resources. At some point, you got to get off your butt. Not you, Mike. Paul. Who, who, would, who did I say? Roger, did you want in here, Roger? Go. No, his oh, hand's I down. Paul. A little bit about anyway, Coach, you know, when I, when I first started this mess, 
You had a GoFundMe page that went down in two days. We have a GoFundMe page. It's your page. Guaranteed, when, if it comes down, I'll have money in there. I'll give whatever I have. I, I, I'll tell you where I'm at, okay? Amen. Amen. And, and there's a lot of folks in there that will do the same. But you have hey, to listen, have a platform that they can't take down. Yeah, listen, I, it's, somebody's got to raise some money. Somebody's got to raise some Now, look, why do we, why do we, we get all bent out of shape about what they're, what they're, pick whatever your topic is, and yet we don't put our money where our mouth is. What do you think I'm going to, what do you think we're going to do with it? What do we, I'll put Roger Weaver in charge of the legal fund. I don't care. Do we have one? Does anybody have one? I'm sitting around, Bill Dunphy is, is in trouble legally, and I'm trying to get people. Can you get five dollars? How pathetic are we? Boom. How pathetic are we? Well, are we pathetic, or are we just Bible says where there's no vision, the people perish. Perish means they just don't do anything. They just kind of run around. So maybe we need that focus. Maybe that's one of the focuses we need that need to have. That's, I guess that I guess that's my point. Uh, Rogers in here. Go ahead, Roger. I would do it a little bit different as far as raising money. I think you first identify the lawyer. See, with Bill Dunphy, we're spending a month trying to find a lawyer to take the case. Well, we can, but we need money. You meet with the lawyer. Well, but but you've got to get a like-minded lawyer who says, I will help you. So if I were in a position, I would say, uh, the brigades or this queue or passive assault, you identify the lawyer that will come no matter what, because he understands what you're doing, he knows what you're doing, and you don't have to give a sales pitch. So you've got the lawyer, then you move to raise funds, because you've already got the lawyer who's with us, believes in us, and will represent those in the queue or the brigade or you or whomever. That's always the problem is sometimes getting the lawyer to say yes. Let's get a lawyer first to say yes, I know you guys, I like you guys, I'm here when the problem develops. Then we right. raise them. Find it. Find that guy for us, Roger. Find that guy for us. Jeff Klein, go. That's what I'm doing at here in locally, is just Institute. hitting people up. Go ahead. So David, it's like the, got, it's like the Rutherford on it, never on it. There's Jeff Klein, go. They're on some of that. They're going to find it, but I agree. You got to get the funds raised. That's what I'm doing here locally. I said, hey, you want to give? You can go to Coach's thing. You give me a check. Give me a cash. We'll make sure it gets there. People are outraged. Now, yesterday I had a great day in Mount Vernon. I got two politicians on the square running for office. Oh, buddy, they waved to me as I went around. So I go in around, pulled in, and I ripped them. Ripped them right in front of the bank. They end up getting upset with me. I said, listen. How many times are we going to just keep going in there and flipping the switches and voting for you guys, and you guys do nothing? I said, we're looking for men that have a spine, and I started giving them examples. Pastor Bill, the little kid here in the community, the second grader come in wearing a dress to school. I mean, like, and they laughed. They started laughing, and yeah. I ripped them. I said, buddy, it's not funny. So then last night, we had a great school board meeting. We got some stuff set up. We give them the ultimatum on what's going to happen. They started complaining about Title IX. The kids in their curriculum is all falling behind. So then, and they all went first before me, and then I got to get up there and give them Matthew 19, 24, about the children. I said, none of this crap is going to change. I said, a Christian is supposed to be Christ-like and follow Christ. So I laid it out to them. Your, your topic, your topic, and your topic, never going to change until we stand as Christians in these schools. And, but, and then we got yeah. some, something going on last night, and I'll share with you later on the side. So we need but, to start knocking on the door of the guys yeah. who run the churches. We need Amen. to start knocking on the doors of the guys who run the churches, not the politicians, the guy who runs the churches. Those are the doors we've got to start rattling. Those are the cages we got to wake up. I we'll never you. do it at the church. That's right. We, said, well, we, we let these prissy pastors not get involved. Pastor Bill Dunphy, one of their own, gets arrested, and not a damn one of them says a thing. Coach, just throw this in. I had a pastor with me. He took a stand. We took a stand last night. I'll tell you more later. But I told the whole 
group last night. Until the 140 churches in Knox County get involved and these pastors come out of their closet, we're never going to save these kids. Okay, so we need a plan. So we need a plan. Need a plan. Play. Churches and pastors and people that are going to the churches are not given to the salt and light brigade and they're not going to most of them aren't if they're if there's somebody that's going to a church they're already giving their funds to a church and i just want to give a shout out to brett because people got to understand that nobody knew who the christian revolution was a year ago it was important for him to go around to 50 states he needs to find people that are not affiliated with churches that have money that are patriots and and now he's got the name out there across 50 states. People can donate. They've had a, a place to donate for a year. Listen, it's got to move beyond that. Here's what has to happen. Hey, Clay Parker, I'm going to pick on you because I love you, okay? Have you gone to people and raised $1,000? Did you get 100 from this guy and 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 100 from this guy? Are you waiting on Brett to do it? Waiting on me to do it? No, you guys aren't doing that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Coach. The people I've talked to, they won't give because they're already giving to their local church and they don't see yeah. it's going to help them. That's right. That's right. That's right. Gene, come in. Oh, okay. hey, I love all of you. I'm just, I'm just a truth teller. I love all of you. Go ahead, Gene. Thank you. But my thoughts went way, we've lost and got out of track and I didn't want to ruin the. Go ahead. Go ahead. But. Our, our our system, our lawyers. Roger was saying we got to find a lawyer. But what I have figured out with the lawyer is that their their allegiance is to the court. In order right. them to stay in their position. But Gene, but Gene, I'm with you, Gene. But we have to work within the system. That is the system we have. We have to work in it as we change it. But it's it's it's. I get it. I get it. I get it. We all get it. We all get it. But we got to figure out a way to work in the system then, because the system is working together to not let us in. Because they don't listen to whatever's been passed already. It's the system that arrested Bill Dunphy. Yes. We have to work within the system. system. I don't know how to do that, because they have too much power. We're go- it's, it's, it's easy. not that simple. A- I've been there enough to see the the, the, the wrongness being happened, and they all get together and come against us. They can get together I, so and come against to us. To and we got to work with the system. We got to figure out how to do it. And I cannot figure it out because they come against you. Just the, the police officers, everybody, our sheriffs, everybody. Amen, brother. We'll take him out. No worries. But we're going to be doing it ourselves. Like a coach said, and when everything hits the fan, we're going to be on our own. Because my friends around here in town and everything, they're so blind. Well, one guy says, I went to war. I fought for this freedom. I says, what freedom? You went to put yourself to against death to live the way you're living now and they don't they don't want to do anything because i've lived my life and i don't care well i do i have 14 grandchildren i cannot leave this world the way it is without doing something i hear you gene uh coach froze up so they they want me to take over right now until it comes back i hear you man uh Paul, what you got, brother? Just so you guys, I think you guys hit on something that's really important. You got to have a lawyer in in play. When I when I originally got some money from somebody who just walked through the door that wanted me to fight this fight with the Board of Medicine, it was just a doctor who decided he didn't want to get a shot. He was making a million and a half a year doing radiation out. Just the nicest guy in the world, but he dropped out. And, you know, didn't really want to fight, right? So we let it up to me. So we need fighters. We need a fire like, I, what's the name of the lawyer in Ohio that you guys know? 
comrades. Right. So my lawyer, Ron, he, you know, ten thousand dollars goes nowhere with a lawyer. I mean, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. Dr. Nass right now is in a battle with the board in Maine. Okay, same kind of battle, a little bit different. She made sure she was with Kennedy, the lawyer, you know, the nephew of John F. Kennedy. And he wrote that book, right? So she lined up the money in its hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars before she came in. But the lawyers have the connections. And they're about one thing, about getting paid for what they do. They're not about the system. They just want to get paid. So they have the ways to get the money. He, he talked to Pam Popper in Ohio and got this thing rolling for me. And that was a big relief for me because I live, you know, in an apartment with barely anything, right? And I don't mind doing it. It's easy. Amen, brother. We're we're out of time. We're out of time. Myra, give us a really, really quick finish wrap <laughs> up with a prayer. All right, Myra's not in here, so listen. Hey, I'll tag in. Let's just go to Jeremiah 33.3. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great in my which thou knowest not. Boom. All right, amen. I agree with you. Back. See you tomorrow.